Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach to Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Dennis Pierce, and he is a Master Certified Executive Coach with Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice, how you're serving folks. Terrific. Well, thank you for the opportunity. This is, uh, as an executive coach, my role and my responsibility, my why is all about building mentors and helping to develop mentors. Um, you know, I've got a long, successful career inside of corporate America, 30 years in a variety of different sales and operational leadership roles. And my, my goal is to uh, share those tools, share that experience with others to develop the type of workplace that I would want my children working in. Now, when you were working in your um, corporate job, did you have coaching? Was coaching available to you or your team? It was. It was, I'll say training was available. And I went through a variety of different types of training programs. And I think what was really missing in those, I was very fortunate and very thankful, but there was never that follow-up, that follow-through. That's where coaching comes into play. It really promotes that accountability, builds that rapport, and then designates a true result that you're looking to achieve together with your coach. So now talk to me about how you differentiate some of these kind of terms. You mentioned training, training versus coaching versus maybe even consulting. How do you kind of define each of those? Great question. So you look at training, there's a variety of different uh, training programs available out there, and all of them are very effective, specific to a particular type of niche, right? And with executive coaching, what we're building is really working through the individuals that we're coaching, the organizations that we're coaching to really get to the core, understand their inner core so that we can take those strengths and build on those strengths and at the same time, experience the ripple effect that we see with coaching and the impact that their organization is able to experience from or as a result of this transformational leadership journey. Now, in your coaching practice, are you working primarily with folks in, your, uh, in the industry you're previously working in, or is the kind of coaching you're doing kind of industry agnostic? No, it's industry agnostic. And I've had, as I mentioned earlier in my course of my corporate experience, I worked in a variety of different roles with everything from enterprise and global uh, accounts to small and medium-sized business. And throughout that, I was able to learn so much and apply different experience, different techniques to really consult with my customers as well as leading wide, diverse teams. And so, you know, this is at this point in my career and this point in my coaching, I'm working with a wide variety of clients across all industries and at the same time working with both individuals as well as the teams they're responsible for. Now, is your coaching uh, primarily to, to folks that have never had a coach before? Are you their first coach or is it something that they've tried other coaches and are, are just kind of um, trying to find the right fit? Well, a little bit of both, right? So it's really... 
the uh, folks that I'm working with want to be coached. And so that's most important. You don't sell coaching. It really, there needs to be a connection with a coach. And at the same time, there needs to be that, that vulnerability. There needs to be that propensity and that willingness to recognize and realize and truly want to unlock the potential inside each and every one of us, right? So it's a matter of once somebody's reached that point in their career, they know that they're capable of more and they're looking for someone to work with them throughout that process. Now you have, I'll say the perfect client, but really somebody who's looking to to up their game and move it to the next level. Now, are you working primarily kind of with their mindset to help them kind of you know, mentally be in the right space to achieve these goals? Or are you kind of in the weeds of, hey, I need to get my sales numbers up? Uh, Definitely the former, not the latter. So it begins with an inner core assessment and really understanding their mindset, where they're at, and then where they want to go. But ultimately, through the assessment process, the, the, um, the inner assessment process, I'm going to look to find and identify their strengths, those dominant traits that they'll be able to then utilize as they're managing the group of individuals that they work with, that they're responsible for. Uh, At the same time, looking for areas of development as well as maturity, uh, making sure that I'm uh, helping them to develop those areas that they're not as strong in, but helping them in that process to identify others on their teams that may possess that very skill set so that together they're greater than the sum of the parts. Now, when you're working with a firm, are you kind of getting to work at kind of a macro level where the leadership brings you in, you kind of talk to all the leaders or maybe high potentials, and then you work out a plan that helps each of them kind of be the best them they can be, or are you primarily working with kind of the senior leader? So it's as with all organizations, the higher the engagement, the higher the commitment, then the bigger the impact, right? So I've worked with people that are contracting on an individual basis, wanting to unlock their potential. At the same time, I've been brought in by leaders who are looking to augment the the leaders that they have in place today, or possibly even identifying those emerging leaders, a talent pool that they're looking to develop uh, along a leadership path. Now, in your career, what was that transition like for you working in a you know fairly large organization that probably had a robust team around you and a lot of resources to kind of being you know your own boss entrepreneur uh, taking on the world uh, was that a difficult transition for you not at all it's uh, so I grew up in the office services office equipment space, very competitive very much a grinder type of mentality, right? So we were restacking and reorging every 12 to 24 months. And during the course of that, when I first began, I, I began with a holding company where I was allowed to, I was really encouraged to uh, unlock that entrepreneurial spirit, treat your business as your personal business, right? And I've never really lost touch with that. However, what I learned in the process of becoming a much larger operating company and then ultimately working through a merger and an integration of two large companies, two large organizations, I realized that all this change, while people talk about change and change management, I lived it for the course of almost 30 years with the same organization, just constantly evolving. As a result, between my experiences in my own company, as well as all those companies that I worked with, I realized that 
There's so much out there. There's so much potential with all these organizations. And there's a very small group that are you know, selected as the best places to work as a result of their culture every year. Um, I want to nurture more of those. I want to help to create, take my experience and then make those places that, power, that much more powerful. And that really comes down to the individual and the organizations and wanting to get to that level. So for me, that, uh, that wide variety, while at the time it may have seemed frustrating uh, early on, I realized that really that's what, that's what the business world is all about. And that's really what is more demanding than ever right now in this, uh, in this point in time. Now, uh, if you would walk me through what um, it looks like if somebody, it, like, say if you're onboarding somebody, if somebody raises their hand and go, you know what, I'm going to take a, a swing at this. This sounds uh, just what I need. I'm struggling. I've hit a plateau. Maybe I'm frustrated a little bit. I'm going to call Dennis and his team. Um, I want to kind of work through this. What does those first conversations look like when you're First of all, maybe seeing if it's if we're the right fit to work together and how to get me going and what those initial kind of coaching sessions look like. Absolutely. So every one of these engagements has begun with one or two meetings where we've tried to establish, is there a connection? First and foremost, once you've unlocked or you've determined that you do want to pursue professional support. At that point, you need to find a coach that you can trust, a coach that you feel there's a connection with, much the same as the team that you're responsible for managing, right? So that journey begins with that connection. Once we've established that that connection is there, then we will, the focus becomes 100% on my client and what they're looking to achieve. As I mentioned before, we'll go through an assessment process and really looking to unlock their why. What is it that they're looking to accomplish? Not simply from a business standpoint, but ultimately what motivates them? What are their drivers? And then building that into taking that purpose statement, that core purpose statement, and then really working together in an in a, uh, individual development plan which will set the milestones, set kind of the coursework and set the, the uh, grounds that we're going to develop over the next, you know, six to nine to 12 months. And really it's course correcting where necessary, but at the same time celebrating those successes as we hit, hit each one of those milestones. So you set up milestones that, uh, so this is very kind of results oriented work. This isn't just like, oh, it's, it's always nice to talk to Dennis. You know, it's not like kind of a feel good. Uh, I think I'm making progress. You're really trying to measure some, some success. Well, I hope that they feel good throughout the course of the journey, but it, it will be tough. It, there will be points, there'll be high points, there'll be low points, but absolutely. This is, this is, you know, I respect life coaches and wellness coaches, all of that. There are, uh, there's value to every single one of these particular uh, professionals, but as an executive coach, I understand that there needs to be a return on investment. There needs to be a definable result at the end of our journey together. And so for me, and that's being from the business world and being all about achieving, quote, achieving results, uh, I'm looking at building something that at the end, they're going to feel great about, but at the same time, have some uh, quantifiable uh, victories, if you will. Now, you mentioned in your previous life, every 12 to 24 months, there was some sort of a reorg or uh, kind of maybe a pivot of, in the plan. What is a reasonable amount of time to uh, tell if your executive coaching is working or not? 
Well, you should begin seeing that over the first 60 to 90 days. My goal is that in, in working through that inner core assessment, my, my clients and I have established that connection to define what the status quo and where they are, and at the same time, what they need to achieve in order to uh, get greater fulfillment, greater satisfaction from the workings of their team and the mission that they're working on together, right? So I expect that as we begin our, our uh, series of uh, biweekly or monthly sessions, that they're experiencing um, incremental improvement, incremental satisfaction right from the get-go. And uh, can you share a story, uh, don't name names, but uh, maybe set up what kind of uh, challenge that the person you were coaching was going through and then how you were able to help them get to a new level? Absolutely. So I have one particular client where I'm working with their senior leadership team. And within that team, uh, you have a terrific visionary at the top of the organization who's created this, this institution from scratch and achieved all of her goals in getting to this particular point and has tremendous following, has grown uh, their organization, I think even beyond her expectations, and has, in the course of this, has found uh, tremendous um, leadership talent, but is trying to figure out, what do I do with this talent? Where do we go? So her idea is very scalable in terms of going out and replicating this type of an, of an organization and this type of an institution throughout the country, throughout the world. But first, she needs to feel comfortable with succession planning, understanding that the senior leadership team has the capabilities, has the instruction, and has the direction to really continue building on the foundation that they've all constructed together. And so that's, uh, that's probably the most satisfying that I've been working on recently, simply because I'm watching these folks grow. This is uh, really a first leadership role for each of these three individuals, but at the same time, watching this, this powerful director, uh, executive director now move her game to the next level. So for me, that's been, I'm experiencing this ripple effect and it's in the educational sector. So I'm also knowing that the impact and the ripple effect to be felt throughout the, the students that they work with and uh, their impact on the world as they go on. Now, um, having kind of now been on both sides of this table in terms of being in kind of a corporate environment, now entrepreneurial environment and looking in and serving corporate environments, are you seeing coaching and executive coaching specifically at one time maybe was a nice to have or only for a select group of people but it's now being a kind of almost built into people's benefits packages because it's so valuable and the results are so obvious. I think that for people who have gone through it, it really does make a dramatic difference in a lot of people's lives. Are you seeing organizations kind of lean into this and embrace this as just part of this is part of what you get when you work at this firm? I am, most certainly. And for those organizations that have maybe thought about it but haven't taken steps, they're behind in the process. You really, now more than ever, I think, you know, it's easy to point back to the pandemic and talk about uh, transformation, talk about pivoting, right? But for literally my entire career, I've been talking about transformational uh, transformation, digital transformation, so on and so forth. But really now more than ever, I think you have more uh, experienced executives retiring early. 
you have this tremendous uh, amount of talent coming up through the ranks. And at the same time, you have probably the lowest loyalty and the lowest retention uh, in my career as far as retaining, attracting and retaining quality employees, right? And I think there are several factors to this, but I believe that the up-and-coming workforce and the generations to come are looking for more from their their employer. They're looking for more from the organization where they're investing up to a third or more of of their lives, right? So it's critical that we're making, we're nurturing the type of culture and the the type of uh, setting that people want to be a part of, that they want to contribute, they can rally around, grab onto that mission and really own it. And it begins with the why. And so I think that it's been maybe a little taboo in the past, don't bring personal into the workspace, but it's inevitable and more so than ever over the last 18 months, right? You you say you got to separate business and personal, but people are working from home. So I think people are looking for that connectedness in whatever organization they're working for. Um, And it's incumbent on us as leaders to really build that type of a platform where they feel safe, where they feel that they're heard, they feel that they're seen, and they feel that they're valued. And that begins with coaching. The culture begins with leadership. And that's why we're seeing more and more demand around executive coaching. Well, Dennis, if there is a business leader out there that is looking for some transformational leadership help, uh, and they want to get a hold of you or somebody on your team, what's the website? Thank you. The, uh, my website is dennispierce.intelligentleadershipec.com. Again, that's dennispierce.intelligentleadershipec.com. And if there's anything that they heard today that may have struck a nerve, may have resonated, I encourage you, you can schedule time with me through my website. But I'm happy. I'm very excited to, uh, to have a conversation, see if there may be a, a fit and see if there may be uh, something there for you and for your organization. Good stuff, Dennis. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I feel the same way about you and Stone. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Hey.